0: The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non published number.
1: You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Gilt. Welcome to another segment of UCW Radio, and this is your host, Lou, aka Falcon Co. Paris. And I want to thank all of our listeners for the continued support just by listening to the show. Now, today on the show, we're going to have a a very special guest. Uh, I'm honored to have her on the show. Uh, She was one of the most dominant forces in women's competitive martial arts for years. She uh, made history, actually. Uh, She graces both film and TV screens internationally. And still, to date, she is part of a team that runs the largest martial arts tournaments in the United States. Now, before we bring her on the line, I have to give you some information. Listeners can actually call in when the show is live, uh, get a pen and write down the number. It's 323-215-1446. That's 323-215-1446. Even uh, when the show is over, you can actually leave a message. And I do listen to all the messages. And if you have a question for one of our guests, feel free to leave it, even if the, the guest is going to be on in a couple of weeks. Uh, if it's interesting enough, trust me, it will be played on for the show for all to hear. And also, if you're on Twitter, then shoot me out some questions or comments while we're live, and we'll read them off. You'll know who the guest is so that you can shoot them some questions at. You, know, you can shoot them out, we'll pose them, we'll. Pose the questions and hopefully get some answers. My Twitter name is Luis Velasquez. That's L O U I S V E L A Z Q U E Z. Follow me and ask away. Now, uh, without further ado, let's patch in one of the most iconic female martial artists in the world today, Miss Christine Bannon Rodriguez. <laughs> Hi, right, Christine. Welcome to UCW Radio, and I want to thank you in advance for taking time out, out of your busy schedule to speak to us today.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure to be here.
1: Uh, that's good to hear, uh, Chris. You're, you're a martial art, martial artist first and foremost, um, but not just any martial artist. You are a world champion, and during your competitive days, you were ranked as one of the one of America's top rated women martial art competitors. Now, you went from the map to Hollywood, and you've accomplished more in your lifetime than most martial artists hope to do. You've done a lot, uh, your credentials are, are off the charts. Uh, I know I'm missing a lot of it, I know that you've graced almost every, the cover of every martial arts, major martial arts, even, you know, smaller martial arts publications all over the world. Um, but I think that what, what, I, what I want to do here is start at the beginning. So, can you tell us what drove you into getting into martial arts? What drove you into this whole world?
0: Um, well, ironically, it was just uh, an after-school activity. Um, I had tried a lot of different sports. I had played basketball, played softball, uh, figure skating, gymnastics. Um, you know, and I I gave them all a, a good run and, and tried them. And you know, I didn't really didn't really uh, appeal to me. You know, I, I enjoyed sports, but there was nothing that really clicked, and uh, a girlfriend of mine asked me if I wanted to join karate. Her brother was taking it with my husband at the time, and, you know, I said, sure, I'll try it. And, I don't know, we uh, <clears throat> we started the classes off, and within a year, she, she had uh, quit, and I fell in love with it. And, you know, I, I knew that that was what I wanted to do. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's just, it's just something that just came to you at that moment. You had like a revelation, I guess.
0: Yes, yes, and you know, started into in the competition realm, and like by the time I was an orange belt, so you know, uh, I started, uh, you know, just trying to earn my black belt and and get involved in the competition pretty early. So, uh,
1: well, that's what drove you into getting into it. Now, I have to ask you. I mean, was was there anything else beyond that uh, one individual or one circumstance? that you can credit to pushing your desire further in martial arts, you know, because you, you've achieved a lot, um, so th- I think that's of interest.
0: Yes, um, you know, once I got involved in, in it, um, you know, no one really pushed me to, to get into it other than my girlfriend, but once I was involved in it, you know, I definitely have to give credit to my husband as far as pushing me to to the limit and, and you know, helping me believe that I could achieve anything that I wanted to, and and you know, just helping me get out there and, and compete and win the local and then national and then international championships and um you know, and then getting involved into the into the film industry. So he was the one that really, uh really pushed me. I think um you know it's important to have someone who's really willing to work but also someone willing to guide and coach you to that level. No,
1: without a doubt, you need not only the, the support uh behind you, but you also, you know, need a little more beyond that. Um and uh, that that's Don Rodriguez, your husband, and uh, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, you're a world champion martial arts competitor. I mentioned that earlier. You reti- you're you retired at this point, right? Right. From from that area of martial arts, anyway. Yeah. Uh you, You're deeply involved in in the um, in the industry. Uh, what were some of your highlights during your competitive career?
0: Um, I I would definitely say you know going into the world championships was. One of my highlights, uh, the first one I went to was in Italy, in, in Venice, and um, I had won a gold medal in forms in a bronze in fighting, and once I had competed there, I said, I didn't care if I competed at, at another local or a national event again, I just wanted to go back there um, competing against 80 plus countries, it was as close as you're going to get to, you know, being in the Olympics, and, you know, it was just so cool seeing all the different nationalities and, um, you know... The ju- between the judges and the competitors, that just you know all speak different languages and have their own uh, culture and everything, and it was it was just really really fun to go against the very best person from every single country. You know, every country was allowed to bring in one competitor. Now I think it they might be able to take two per division, but um, you know it was, it was really fun. And so my goal was to go back and uh, really wanted to win. You know, I had won national titles in forms, fighting, and weapons. In all three categories, but I wanted to do that at the World championships. So that's what I set as a goal and, and went back, uh, in England and achieved that. And then, uh, you know, I think a lot of the, a lot of the different countries out there, some of them are very in the old, old age of where the woman walked behind the man and they don't get very much respect. And, you know, when I won three gold medals, you know, pretty much everyone was saying that it was a fluke thing and, you know, it was a very odd, you know, lucky thing that happened, and it could never be done again, and, you know, I had broken a world record because no one had ever accomplished that before, male or female, so when I heard that after I came home, it kind of got me aggravated and wanted me to go out and do it again and prove them all wrong, so I set that as a goal to go back again and do it again, and and I did, I went back uh, to the next world championship two years later in in Atlantic City and achieved that and won three more gold medals, so
1: so
0: that was probably my my highlight, winning the 3 but then going back and doing
1: it again. Well, w- winning the 3, you made history. Doing it again, you be- you became iconic in martial arts competition as far as uh, the women's division is concerned without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and that was what in 91 and 93. Right. Okay. Now, can you um, can you tell us what you're doing now? You know, I know that you do a lot cuz you have uh, you have a school, you train kids, you know. How are you contributing to the growth of martial arts as it relates to the youth? Because I personally believe that that is, in anything in society, you know, the, the youth is what you have to mold for the future. So right. what are you doing uh, in regards to that?
0: Um, well, you know, just teaching the kids, um, you know, we start got kids as young as three years old and, you know, all the way up. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not just teaching them how to kick and punch, but teaching them, you know, about... The peer pressure and just being their own person and um, the discipline and the self-discipline of being able to know that they can achieve anything. I mean, I, I think it really makes a huge impact on, in their life as far as where they're going and, and you know, because um, that might have been dropouts in school or off in, in the college becoming doctors and, and, you know, huge success. And I think, it, you know, it has a lot to do with what we do with them in the karate school and how we get their mentality and, and their thinking and keep them on track, and, you know, like I said, it's not just the kicking and punching mm-hmm. that they're learning, they're learning, you know, the character development and everything else, so I find that very, very important, and I, I think it should be a necessity for all children no. to martial arts, you know, I wish we could do that.
1: I, I agree with you, you know, a lot of people do mistake martial arts and say, well, I'm going to go learn how to hurt somebody, I'm going to learn how to defend myself, that's great, you know, that's part of it, but that's, believe it or not, that, and, you, and you know, there's just, that's a small part of it. Because it's a lifestyle, okay, where you condition yourself to be a better person, be a better human being, and uh, achieve great things in your life, so I'm I'm very happy to hear that you're doing that, I know you have been, but I'm glad that that we spoke about that today, because maybe some people don't know that, but you are involved in a lot of tournaments, and you give a lot of opportunity to kids, and don't you run one of the largest uh, tournaments in the country?
0: Yes, we do. We run the Ocean State Grand Nationals. That's held in April. uh, uh, Next one will be 2010 on the 9th and 10th, and, you know, we have well over a 1,000 competitors. We have people come in from all different countries, and, you know, but everyone's got a fair shot because you've got the beginner divisions, and they start as young as five and under divisions all the way up to the the black belts and the master divisions. So, um, you know, it is a big event, and it's a big undertaking, and it takes pretty, pretty much all year to get ready for it.
1: You know, I mean, that, that is a big undertaking, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, your your tournament year in and year out is successful, without a doubt. And you, you do open the doors for a lot of um, youngsters to actually go and show their stuff, you know. And that that's to segue to my next question, because you've either competed or trained young students that have competed in some of the top competitive martial arts tournaments in the country. And there are a few competitive martial artists that have come up in the tournament ranks uh, over the past, I'm going to say, over the past eight years, seven years. Okay, and they find a home in Hollywood. Right. Some, some examples include uh, Ryan Pinkston, uh, his brother Aaron, uh, uh, Taylor Lerner. Um, these are all good kids, and they all, in my eyes, set a positive example for the youth, not all, not only in martial, art, martial arts, but in general. Now... What is your stance on the progression of, of a young student, even one of your young students, moving from the mat to Hollywood?
0: Well, I mean, I think uh the biggest thing as far as when you have a world champion or a national champion ability and, and you're you're that good at the martial arts, getting in front of the camera, um, doing a fight scene, you know, is, is it's almost like someone teaching you, you know, a form and you gotta remember it and in 10 minutes, you know, where, yeah. and, uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, I think we all have the ability to, to do that and we can all really shine and show our skills in front of the camera. But I think the biggest thing is once they ask you to, um, read some lines and do some acting, I think that's where, you know, if you're really interested in getting involved in, in film work and stuff, that's something that you really need to work on, you know, go to school and, and have a coach or something like that and learn some acting skills because that's kind of out of our realm, you know, I mean, the, the, the fight scenes and throwing a kick two, two millimeters close to somebody's face and stuff like that, that stuff, uh, you know, no problem. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but the other, the other stuff, uh, you know, and of course, the fighting is a little bit different when it's on film, you know, it's a little bit different than we used to, but once you learn the, the tricks of the camera angles and the different things, you know, that part's uh, a lot of fun, you know, but when you get into the acting part, I mean, that's why I would definitely recommend anyone who's interested in getting involved with film work is to pursue that. And also maybe, you know, pursue some different stunt uh, training so that if they ask you to take a, not just falling from getting hit, but, you know, a, a larger fall off something so you know how to do a high fall. You know how to do some of the different uh, techniques. Um, there's also wire work a lot of times. they so why are you to be able to do, you know, three flips in the air, which is not humanly possible, you know? Right. So, you know, doing some wire work and different things like that it's good to get some training
1: in that, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I think that that's very important because uh, you can get severely hurt. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, but a lot of people think, I mean, it's interesting how I think a lot of um, people that want to go into Hollywood, they're martial artists, they're boxers, whatever, they're MMA guys, whatever it is, they want to get get into Hollywood, they don't understand that it takes a lot of work. It does. You know, when when you went on your, uh, you know, you've done movies, okay, you've done uh, TV shows, uh, films during your career. You were either acting or you were in a stunt woman role. Uh, you know, you it took a lot of work for you to get to that point. What was it like when you first went on the set so that our listeners can get an idea of really what is involved here?
0: Well, the first time I um, got a job, it was uh, working on the next Karate Kid film that Hillary Swank starred in. And Pat Johnson, who's a good friend of mine, um, he was doing the, the stunt choreography and, and the fight choreography for the movie. And he had a stunt woman that was doing a lot of the different stunts, um, you know, jumping over a car and doing some other stunts like that. But when it came to the actual fight scenes, you know, she was a martial artist, but she may not have been of a high rank or of a world champion status, you know. So uh, Mr. Johnson wanted to get someone that was, you know, extremely fast and just really wanted to make the fight scene look outstanding. So he had called me in and asked me if I was willing to, you know, double for Hillary, which was, you know, of course, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so uh, that was my first job. And, you know, it was I had no idea what to expect. Uh, it was nice that I was working with somebody that I knew um, with him. So he definitely put me at ease and, and showed me the ropes. But there's a lot to learn as far as um, all the lingo, as far as, you know, when uh, – when do you start your movement? Is it on action? Is it on rolling? Is it on, you know, um, hitting your mark and going exactly where they want you to finish your last move and land in front of the camera, you know, the uh, camera right, camera left, the first first AD and the second AD and the producer and the director and who you talk to on different things. And so there's a lot of learning to be involved on, on that first film I ever did. And, and I, I never realized that they worked so hard, um, you know, the minimum of a 12-hour day. So, you know, doing the acting and stuff, I'm, I'm sure it's mentally consuming and tiring. But when you're doing physical stuff and it's that long, <laughs> you know, you're pretty tired by the end of the day and definitely need that hot tub so you can be out there rolling again the next day.
1: Makes you, makes, uh, when people listening to this, uh, it'll make you make them appreciate all the hard work that does go into an action film, or even even acting in general. Yeah. But the, definitely the action part of it, because with the physical activity and you're doing it, it's all repetitive. You may shoot a scene, you know, ten times, twenty times, thirty times before you get it right.
0: Right, right. And a lot of times it's not even a matter of you doing it wrong or you know and making a mistake. I mean, those things happen too. I mean, mm-hmm. no one's perfect. Mistakes are made, whether it's from you or from another person or or somebody, but or even the camera guy just, you know, doesn't get in the right position or whatever. But a lot of times it, it, you could do it perfect and you're still going to do it, you know, 10, 15 times. Sure. That one particular, you know, maybe 15 second combination you're going to do that many times because they want to get it from all different angles. They want to get close-ups of, the, of your opponent. They want to get close-ups of you. They want to get, you know, the overhead shot where they have the whole fight scene in there and just all the different angles and different things. So just getting it right, you're going to do it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Then you have the factor of, you know, someone makes a little mistake and you have to do it over. So, And it's amazing that something that's maybe a two-minute fight scene on, on television could be filmed for days, you know, and and that, that kind of shocked me. I mean, you would think that, that a two-minute thing maybe would take a few hours, but it does take a long time
1: oh yeah that that's for sure you know and now, after your job is done then it's it's a lot of fun for the editing department,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, when you look at it as far as a, a major film being an hour and a half or two hours long, but they generally take you know a, a good three months to to film the the movie, you know, yeah. so when you look at it that way and they're putting twelve hour days in you know it's amazing on on how long it takes to film all that stuff and how many different angles they want to get and stuff.
1: Sure. Even a simple documentary, you can you can have you know thirty forty hours of filming just to have an hour and a half documentary. Right. You know, it's just a lot of stuff involved. Mm-hmm. Now, now with, with your with your school and your students, do you have any students right now that are kind of drifting towards the Hollywood scene?
0: Uh, well, we have had some uh, younger students in the past that did some more kind of um, a couple commercials and stuff. Actually, my husband even did played a played a bad guy in one of them um so we do have uh that my son actually is has a small role in a movie that we're doing um i'm actually the the fight choreographer in the film because it's a kid's movie so Mm -hmm. i'm not in front of the camera i'm uh behind the camera on this one and doing that work and my husband's producing it the movie's called calico and um was scheduled to shoot that before the end of the year and my son has a small role Um, with uh, some of our big national competitor kids, which is uh, Dana Ewer and Tyler Weaver, um, and Caitlin Dichelle will also be in the film, so we have some really top uh, competitors out there that are going to be in this movie. That's excellent. um, Yeah, so, you know, a lot of them, they're always out there, uh, you know, working with me and, and wanting to learn how to do, you know, some of the stunts and different things like that, and they're always a hundred percent ready to go if something comes up
1: it's oh, good because you're guiding them on the right path uh, if they're looking to get into Hollywood at least they can learn from the best right you know and I actually
0: have um one of our black belts uh, Jesse Goldberg and they uh, uh, he was a member of the Paul Mitchell team um, but he went to school for film mm-hmm. and it's amazing how much work he's constantly working over here in New England you would think mm-hmm. you know he would not have much work and need to be out in California, but he's constantly, constantly working. I mean, between the Brotherhood and, um, you know, all the, the big, big films that have been done over here, TV or film. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, we hardly ever see him at the school anymore because he's, he's, you know, working around the clock on these movies and TV shows around here. So that's great.
1: Well, that, that's good. It keeps, he keeps busy, but, you know, that just shows that there is opportunity other than California. Because, right. Like, you don't need to go to California to be a... Film star, or TV star—it's not all about Hollywood, right? So that—that's the big thing. So it's good stuff. Um, now, Chris, are you right now working on any uh, TV uh, work, some film work? Uh, do you do any? Are you doing any commercials or anything?
0: Well, we're doing that—that um, that movie Calico, which we filmed the trailer for it in the summertime. Um, okay. Was it, uh...
1: is that, Is that—is that available on YouTube or something?
0: Um, you know what, I'm not sure if the trailer is on YouTube. I'm not positive, but it's Calico. Or, um C-A- C-A-L-I-C-O is the okay. name of the movie. Uh, it might be out on there. Um, we showed it at the US it down in Florida, the the trailer and stuff, and it came out very good. Okay. Um we filmed it filmed it a couple months ago the trailer and we're supposed to film the movie before the end of the year. Um, and I'm also uh just shot um the the First episode of the trailer for *America's Top Martial Artist*, mm-hmm. and just saw the premiere out in New York last week. Thursday um, so night they showed the premiere out there, and you know the hoping that somebody's going to pick that that TV sh- TV show up is, you know, very similar to the *America's uh, Top Dancer* or whatever the name of the the couple shows that are out there. Um, okay. You know, the reality show and. I was one of the judges, rather than being one of the competitors this time, so that was a lot of fun.
1: It's a little different being on that end of the uh, the table as opposed yeah. to being yeah. on stage. Someone
0: asked me if I was the Polaroid duel with the with the axe kick. There, there, there you go. And you can give that
1: smirk, and then you can make your jokes too. And
0: yeah, but, um,
1: but minus the uh, the dizziness. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let me ask you something because you know you are deep-seated in in the world of martial arts and right now you have mixed martial arts uh, that painting the town red in the world of martial arts it's like uh, it's interesting how that is more popular than anything and there are a number of new product lines coming out drinks clothing equipment all, all types of stuff from new and existing companies in that realm now are you I know you're working with macho and that, that's, you know, you have a very good relationship with them, but are you open to working with some of these these manufacturers that are coming out with uh, with these new products?
0: Yes, I'm definitely interested. I um, definitely keep that door open. I, I mean, I've worked with Macho for, um, you know, 15 plus years, and, you know, definitely believe in their products, and I have helped design products for them. You know, I, I test it out on my students, and we, you know, go for the best comfort, and and style, but something that's very protective, and, you know, I'm also coming out with my own, uh, come out with my own clothing line with them, which is very exciting, but as far as if it was, uh, you know, products like um, power drink, you know, health drinks, or, or uh, you know, just something that did not conflict and, and be the same thing that Macho would sell, I would definitely be interested in in helping out and, uh, you know, representing our company, too.
1: Oh, so, if it was like a new drink uh, coming out uh, some energy drink, you would be definitely open for that yeah okay that's that's awesome um now I know you just talked about your um one of your your upcoming event, your main one, but are there any other um you know events that you have going on seminars tournaments that you're involved with beyond your big one
0: um yeah, you know we we run a few clean tournaments throughout the year we have our cream nationals in November um mm-hmm. uh, there's there's uh, some different places I'm going to be traveling to to do seminars. I have one scheduled in October in, uh, in New York, and I believe it's in the Bronx. Um, you know, so and I think I have one in Florida also in October. And, you know, keeping busy with uh, doing the seminars and or being a special guest or doing a demonstration at somebody's tournament and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's quite a bit coming up. And uh, then I think after the World Championships, my husband's taking a team over to France. Nice. In November, the end of November, and then I think we get like a month and a half break, and then the tournament circuit starts back up again. Yeah,
1: then you're busy, busy again,
0: <laughs> right?
1: You know, because people don't understand it's not it's not seasonal, so right. you know, so these these uh these competitors they're they're working around the clock, you know, getting prepared for these tournaments. So they're in one in in uh, August, they may be one end of August, they may be one they may be involved in one in September, and so on and so forth. It all depends.
0: Right, right, and I'll be uh, going to Alan Goldberg's event in, in January in Atlantic City, as I do every
1: year. Yeah, my buddy Alan Goldberg, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah he runs the, uh, the largest martial arts um, event on the planet, I believe, because um, it is huge. Uh, that dinner is, um, I think it's like 14 to 2,000 people deep, okay, yeah. and it's, it's, it's a, an amazing uh, time. Anyone that hasn't gone... If they have the opportunity, this is something that they would probably not be able to uh, repeat in their life.
0: Right. I mean, you have the opportunity to meet so many martial arts celebrities there mm-hmm. and to train with them. And also to visit a lot of vendors and, sure. you know, see all kinds of different products and stuff that are out there.
1: I know he just confirmed that uh, Jeff Speakman will be there as well.
0: Oh, great.
1: So that, that that's interesting. And, uh, you know, again, this is his 10th anniversary.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A decade of doing this. It's amazing. Oh,
0: I know. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been to quite a few. I mean, I wasn't at the, I don't think I was at the very first few, but you know, I've been there every year, every year. So like, I don't even know, like the last five years or so. And yeah. you know, I've enjoyed it every time. I mean, I've had a great time and a lot of those people are my friends. So I, I get, get to hang out for the weekend with, you know, Cynthia and so. John Wilson and you know, all the different uh, yeah, friends boom. that I have. And,
1: Bill Wallace is there, Uh, (laughs) Joe Piscovo is going to be there, Phil Phil Morris, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Chuck Zito, of course, will be there, and a bunch of other, um, I don't have the list, but I know a lot of uh, top um, martial arts superstars will be there, so uh, it's definitely something to... um, it's it's a, it's something that you'll never forget. That uh, for the listeners, if they do attend, they'll never forget that experience because you can't do that. It's like it's a reunion of superstars. That's what it right. that's what it comes down to. And I know that he has some other um, some other surprises lined up. So let's see as time goes on. Um, now, are you involved in any uh, charitable organizations? Does your school do anything with any uh, charity? Uh, charitable organizations uh, in particular?
0: Um, we we don't really support one in particular. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've done a lot of different uh, fundraisers to help different uh, organizations out, whether it was pick a bonds or break a bonds or, um, you know, just different things in general, doing seminars to help raise money. Um, but probably the one that we've supported the most is Chuck Norris's Kick Drugs Out of America. Um, that one is probably he, he came into our tournament a couple of times uh, as a special guest, and we helped raise uh, well over a hundred thousand with some of the local schools and our school. And what we did with that money when we presented it to him um, to Chuck Norris, just the organization that he has basically is throughout Texas and I believe Chicago, and he has expanded to some other areas too, and what they do is they use that money to pay for karate instructors in the school system. So, these well, inner kids that, you know, would normally not be able to afford karate, um, you know, but in place of a uh, gym, what they're doing is they take, uh, you know, karate in school and there's some very strong guidelines where they can't get involved in gangs, they have to have passing grades, and it's really, you know, those are the type of kids that really need to take karate, but in the everyday world, they don't have the, you know, the funds to do that through a karate school, so right. it's a great organization, and we put it that very heavy.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic, and a lot of people don't realize as rough and tumble Chuck Norris is, he is the nicest guy, uh-huh. he's, he a, is. he's a sweetheart, he is. and, uh, you know, there are, a lot of, uh, there are a lot of things that he does to help the youth and help the community, and uh, this is one of them, and I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you're involved with that, because you're helping the youth. And as, as you, know, you know, I'm the founder of Karate Kids Online, so that's what we do with that, is we, uh, we try to show a positive image for for the youth uh, of martial arts, the youth in general. And uh, stuff like that is highly important, because that's, what, that's our future. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Chris, I, we went over a lot of things, so now it's your turn. Is there anything else that you want to talk about or plug, uh, because right now the floor is totally yours.
0: Oh boy! <laughs> no, I think you've covered just about everything out there. <laughs>
1: okay, well that's good. Now, so we, we covered everything. So I did a good job.
0: Yes, you did. Excellent.
1: All right, um, Chris, Chris, I want to thank you so much for taking time for this interview. It was insightful. It was great. Uh, as you know, I hold you in the highest regard. Not only you know for what you've achieved in your in your martial arts career, or in your personal life, but what you do for the kids. And that is of the utmost importance just in my eyes. And you're going to continue to do this, you know, for the rest of your life, I'm assuming. Um, But I am certain that your career will continue to evolve. And you'll continue to lay the path for others to follow as you have done. And, uh, again, I want to thank you once again.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here.
1: Christine, trust me when I tell you, it was our pleasure. And thank you again. And for our listeners, uh, here are a few movies that uh, Christine Bannon Rodriguez actually was involved with uh, as an actress. Uh, 27 Dresses, you're probably familiar with that. Sci Fighter with uh, Don the Dragon Wilson. Uh, Bad Blood, Battle of Brothers, Dragon Star Rematch, uh, Ladies Night. Uh, as far as stunts are concerned, uh, in 2007 uh, she was uh, involved with Underdog. And she was also involved in Mortal Kombat Conquest, Shadow of Doubt, Batman and Robin, and her first gig, The Next Karate Kid. And for those that want to, I guess, get more information uh, as far as her uh, school, her and her husband's school, uh, you can go to www.donrodriguez, that's with an S, com. Go there, find out about them. Uh, They're in Warwick, Rhode Island. Uh, Great people, and they breed champions. So if you are in that area and you want to really get involved in martial arts, this is the place to be. That's the Don Rodriguez Karate Academy. Uh, They are the home of the champions. And that's about it. Uh, Until next time, this is Lou with UCW Radio, and we hope to bring you some more exciting guests as the weeks go by.
0: What oh, is your major malfunction? let it be written. So oh, let it be done.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.